Welcome to the God Focus Podcast. And today we are exploring Ephesians chapter four, continuing our conversation from last time, um, starting in verse 17. I am your hostess, awesome Angie Ingstrom. And join us today in your hearts. You can read along and answer questions in your own heart as we explore and uh, share our hearts with you today. And so Ephesians 4, kind of a recap of the beginning of the chapter, you know, Paul is in jail and he's writing to just let all the followers know to kind of, here's the shortened version. (laughs) Uh, He's just really encouraging everybody to stay unified, understand your role, um, know that, um, just have faith in, um, in, in Jesus and the mission and the church and one another and, and grow in love with one another, move forward together, um, rather than fighting <laughs> and pulling each other apart. Um, just stay in unity, make that a priority and stay in your lane, do your part. Don't worry about all the other parts. Just do what you need to do to help the greater good and just stay in love and faith and grow and maturity. Cause you know, we don't want to stay infants and babies all our lives. So, um, or maybe you do, but, um, the, the point is to grow and be able to help one another and love one another. So I'm reading from NIV chapters, uh, Ephesians 4, 17 through 19. So I tell you this, And insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Man, lots of my favorite words in here. Uh, Verse 19, having lost all sensitivity. They have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. Wow. Who wants to start us off um, from those three verses? Well, it's, you know, it's that dark heart that um, that you can have when you don't know the truth and you're kind of calloused by it where you're not, you're not seeing, you know, what having a soft heart and in, in understanding where people are coming from. And it's just a scheme. It, it's a scheme from the devil. You know, uh, you have to throw off that, that wickedness that he has taught everybody and just know that Christ is here to just love on you and just give you that light and, and soften up that heart of yours so that you can have the desires you want, but at the same time, know that if your desire is in a bad situation, you know, it might be a lust instead of a love, you know, he just wants to turn you the right way and, and, and soften up that heart. The truth is the truth. And, and that's what I'm, what's the, awesome. that's what I see here in the, these three. Versus. Awesome. I, I uh, forgot to introduce everybody. <laughs> On the line today, we have MJ, Yolanda, Kevin, and myself. And I'm going to also read from, this is the Daily Walk Bible, those same three verses. 
I always love the comparison. Let me say this then, speaking for the Lord, live no longer as the unsaved, as the unsaved do, for they are blinded and confused. Their closed hearts are full of darkness. They are far away from the life of God because they have shut their minds against him and they cannot understand his ways. They don't care anymore about right and wrong and have given themselves over to impure ways. They stop at nothing, being driven by their evil minds and reckless lusts. And, you know, I'll add to that. What's interesting is um, there is, there are beliefs and the way people and think the way people think if when people think something anything over and over and over and over that turns into a belief and there are pockets of all sorts of beliefs in this world that um and and they can anyone can justify any belief you know you you could put any kind of belief out there and find proof that it's right um and so uh i from that perspective, just, just that whole idea of the thinking, it's so easy to be living life and like, depending on where you're working or people you're, you know, around a lot, you know, you know, shows you watch, uh, conversations you're a part of. However, there's so many ways we're, we're in conversation today. Um, it's just interesting that some of those thoughts and beliefs infiltrate into our hearts and minds without even realizing if we're not on constant guard. That's, my initial take on this. Yolanda, what are you thinking from your hearts? <laughs> there are there are a lot of people that don't know Christ. And um, well, like you were saying, Ange, they they have these different beliefs and things and and uh, and it and it and it doesn't uh, it doesn't help it doesn't help them to to find the truth because they're somewhat closed off from it. Um, and they, it's like, they don't want to, they don't want to believe. That's, I like that perspective. That's, um, I like that. That's awesome. Kevin, you got anything to add? I think, you know, in 17, he, he says, um, you know, I'm going to kind of key off something that Mike had said earlier. He says, so I tell you this and, and insist on it in the Lord. So he's, in, he's insisting on this. Um, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. And he's, you know, remember he's speaking to a mixture of Gentiles and Jews, right? So he's, he, I find that interesting because he's talking to them as a united group, speaking about the past version of part of that group, you know? So um, I just, that's an, that's an interesting uh, right there, that's kind of an interesting, you know, you think, uh, you know, if you're, you know, you're a Gentile, right? You're reading this letter, you know, you're a Gentile and, and he, you know, he's talking about you, <laughs> you know, he's like, Hey, I'm sure it'd be like, Hey, wait a second, you know? Um, but, but I do think he, you know, I think he's trying to be clear in what he's saying here. Do not live as the Gentiles do because he's talking to people that are no longer Gentiles. They're followers of Christ, a united body. Right, going off that theme of what you were recapped, right, uh, and then the, the part keying off what Mike said in the futility of your thinking of their thinking, right, the the futility of their thinking is uh, it's this idea that that you know, and, and actually Yolanda just nailed it too, right? It 
uh, you know, I know best. I know better than God. I know what I know. I know what I want. I know what I am. You know, I know what I desire. I know what's best for me. Right. That, 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 that is the futility of thinking that he's referring to this, 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 uh, rejection of God and it being the truth, uh, Jesus being the truth, uh, and kind of an embracing of, I know my own truth, you know, and we get that a lot, you know, you know, that's, you know, you hear that all the time, right? I, you know, I know my truth. I, you know, there's only one truth. Um, and what, everything that we believe and everything that we know, um, is, not aligning with the truth. Uh, so uh, the truth comes from, and as, as you listed earlier, the truth comes from God, you know, living a loving life, being united, working together as a common body towards the glorification of God. That is, the tr- that is the truth, right? That's what, that's what, that's what the truth is, you know, and things that, that pull away from that, which we call sin, you know, um, those things uh, are, are kind of focused on self, focused on greed, focused on, you know, you know, my own personal desire. And that's why he says in 18, they're darkened in their understanding, right? They're darkened in their understanding because they're thinking not about God and glorifying God, but glorifying themselves um, and the hardening of their hearts. Uh, that, that's something that I've, I've really been, I've really been trying to wrestle with, you know, we talk about light and lightness and darkness and, and hardening of the heart. Um, my, you know, my current view on this is that, is that, that the Holy spirit is light. Um, your faith in God is light. You know, these are lights that are inside of you. Uh, they shine, but your heart and the hardness of your heart and the, the biases and your own ego and your own selfishness, these things cloud that light. They block the light, um, which creates the darkness. It creates that, um, you know, that kind of um, situation where you, you're not really glorifying God and you do lose sensitivity. Uh, as he says in 19, you know, you do lose um this idea of being fulfilled in God, being fulfilled in Jesus, um, because you're distant from God, you're distant from Jesus, you're not fulfilled. And so you have a, a void, a need, you have desires, you know, to, to have those, that, that void filled. And so we run to things that are sensual, things that are, um, that stimulate us. Um, and by stimulating us, we, you know, we feel that void getting filled up. Um, but the pro- you know, obviously the problem there is, is that those are temporary. They're not, fu- they're not really fulfilling. It's like empty calories, you know, you consume, um, and, and you think you're doing good for your body, but in fact, you're just, you're, you're, you know, you're bringing, you know, stuff into your body that really isn't helpful. Um, and that's, that's what I see when I, when I read this, um, you know, that's my take on it. Awesome. Amen, Kevin. I'm trying to think of a good example of um, beliefs because um, they, they touch on that here with the whole idea of our thinking and how, you know, 
again, if you think something over and over and over, it becomes a belief. And if that, if your thinking is not based on um, the truth, like you were saying, Kevin, you know, and like Yolanda, you're saying there's, you know, people don't even want to know the truth, you know, and they, they, they don't want it. And they're, you know, they'd rather stay where they are. Um, it's an identity that has, um, that they've created for themselves. And it's a conditioning, it's a pattern that they haven't been able to resolve you know, because first of all, they didn't, they don't want to, it's too much fun or whatever, you know, <laughs> everyone else around them is doing it. And um, that's another great reason for those of us that have the light and life and the knowledge and truth to, you know, keep growing and shine in this world so that others can maybe, you know, look and say, hmm, what is that about you? And, and, and pull them toward the truth. And that's only because, you know, all of us, you know, being unified and doing our part, like Paul's saying here, um, we all work together and shine and be this awesome, loving force out there to be able to be ready to attract those that, um, that uh, they're not believing or even want to believe right now. But at some point, something's going to happen or whatever. And they, you know, it, all it takes is that little spark, that little mustard seed, like, hmm, what is it they're doing over there? And um, so that's our job to stay lit up and love and just ooze with love. And uh, that takes all of us to work together on that. All right, let's move on to, does anyone ha has any more thoughts on that before we move on? Verse, again, NIV, verse 20 through 23. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds. Who wants to lead off on that one? It's like taking off uh, an, an, an old shirt. And even though that shirt feels comfortable, when you put on the new shirt, it just looks better. It's just like, wow, look at that. And it's restoring yourself, you know, and that's what you're trying to do here. You're trying to restore yourself back to this, this godly form. Like he, when he made us, you know, he made us and even though sin can be comfortable, it's like, oh, you know, and all that, uh, you just got to restore yourself and, and you've got to put on the new and that that will help you, you know, get stronger. I believe, you know, if you keep restoring yourself every time you like you brush your teeth, try to uh, have a prayer about restoration, you know, as you're brushing your teeth and put on that new glorified um, body that basically he's offered to you. Yeah, no, it's, it's really fascinating. All the little things that we can do throughout our day, if we're intentional about it, um, you know, when we do them over and over and over, it becomes a habit, but, um, you know, that's a great one, you know, brushing your teeth, you know, I'm thankful for my teeth. They help me to talk better so that I can spread the word of Jesus or, you know, like the, sh you know, like it, um, um, there's an analogy I heard 
long time ago being in the shower as you're, you know, wash, you know, with the armor, which we'll be getting into the armor of God, um, you know, washing my hair, you know, the helmet of Christ Jesus. And you just go down through the whole, your whole body as you're washing, you're thinking of the armor of God and putting that armor on for the day. And um, I always like that as a, as a visual as well, lots of, but that's being intentional and making that uh, first of all, having the willingness to even want to do that and then being intentional and making that a habit. And when you do it over and over enough, it just becomes a habit or, you know, driving down the street and you hear a siren, just throw out a silent prayer. Um, you know, those are all internal things we can do that nobody sees. Um, and uh, so it's, you know, and there's lots of things we can do publicly as well. But if we're not geared up inside ourselves, then, um, you know, when we step out of our houses and comfort zones and get around other people, you know, we need to be suited up and ready. And I love uh, in verse 21, the truth that is in Jesus. Let me read from, did I read the daily walk to you guys yet on this one? I don't think I did. Um, no, you didn't. Daily walk Bible. Let's read that version. Verse 20. But that is not the way Christ taught you. If you have really heard his voice and learned from him the truths concerning himself, then throw off, throw off your old nature, the old, the old you that was a partner in your evil ways, rotten through and through, full of lust and shame. Now, now your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. Yes, you must be a new and different person, holy and good. Clothe yourself with this new nature. Oh, and then verse 23. Did I, I, over, I overread. <laughs> yet. Sorry. <laughs> Getting excited. Now, you're, now your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. There, that was, that was verse 23. Constantly changing for the better. That's intentional. You don't just constantly get better accidentally. That's, that's intentional. Any other thoughts, anyone? Kev, what you got? I was just thinking it stinks to get old and her eyes don't work. That's honestly what I was thinking. <laughs> As I'm struggling through trying to read the. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was my, that was my. Dad. Was that pretty painful? Oh my no. Gosh. <laughs> But, but we, we, you know, we are, uh, it is in there and all kidding aside, you know, we are, we are, we are spirits inside a physical body and the body ages, the body changes, you know, the physicalness of us, you know, we were born with it, right? It, it, it is, it, it was born, we were born in a fallen world, you know, everything about us is originating, you know, uh, from this earth and then we're born from above right when with christ we are reborn we are uh we are basically uh our sin is what we were dead in our own sin um as we talked about earlier right uh, but you know when i think it was uh chapter one um you know we're dead in our own sin but through christ we are reborn we are a new we are new so um i just think that even as we get older, you know, even as, you know, things, you know, pile up in our lives and we get jaded, you know, because of bad things that have happened, you know, it's, and it's so easy. It's so easy to darken. It's so easy to kind of turn against God. 
and blame God or be frustrated with life and the way that life is unfolding, you know? And I think in, in this situation, it's really what he's speaking to is this idea of an attitude, right? It, it, this, it's, it, it's an attitude of the mind. It's, it is an attitude of where, where am I going to go with my thought? Where am I going to go with my belief? And, and then what am I going to do with that belief? Am I really going to live it out? Am I really going to take it from my head and move it into my body and live it out uh, and feel it, you know? And, and, and I think that's, I think that's the challenge that, that they faced here, you know, as he was talking to them and we face today, right? How do, when, when things don't go well, right. And, or, and our body ages, and, and other things happen and, you know, things start breaking down and not going the way that we wanted it to, you know, how do we, how do we respond to that? And, uh, you know, that is, I think, uh, you know, that is evidence, right? How we, how we reply to these difficult situations is evidence of putting on a new self, uh, putting on a, um, a, a spiritual mindset as opposed to a more physical mindset. You know, it's interesting. I'm thinking about um, clothes and how, um, you know, it, I, I am, it's so funny, it, just from a practical standpoint, I'm resistant to getting new clothes because it's such a pain to have to go shopping and <laughs> I'm thinking clothes for <laughs> reference here, you know, because it, it, it's, it's a hunt. It's like I go and I spend three hours at the mall trying to find a pair of shoes that actually fit. And then I find nothing and have to go home empty handed. And the same thing with pants, you know, oh my gosh, women's pants. I wish they would, designers would get it together for women so that I, I would just love to be able to just say this fits me and I can just go buy this brand. I haven't found that yet. Uh, I'm sure it's out there, but I, I'm still in that hunt. Uh, you know, so I wear my old clothes and I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's like that identity. It's like, okay, um, at some point you need to burn those and, and get new clothes, just like put on new clothes and be good with it. And, and, uh, I think everyone else would like that too. So <laughs> that's, it's kind of a simplistic analogy, but that's the, that's the Angieism that was going through my head right now. Did that make any sense? Huh. Because that's what that's what happens. We get we get used to we have identities that we've created and we've been conditioned to certain ways. And for some people, hey, getting new clothes, that's a fun adventure. They love it. And they you know, it's a breeze for them. And they're they're flying high and they're shining and, you know, and like, ooh, look at me. And, you know, the love is flowing. And and then there's others that are like in my camp. We're like, I'm happy for you that you can find clothes that fit <laughs> That's and that you're happy with it. And, if, and when I do find something that fits, it's not the right color. Or, and, so, and then people label that, well, they are just being perfectionistic. Like, no, I know what I want. <laughs> and I have this identity that I'm trying to preserve and create. And um, I'm not, you know, I haven't found it yet or created it yet or found the right person to help me to, you know, design with. Uh, you know, it's, that's, it's such an interesting analogy to, you know, to this, the whole idea of clothes, um, same thing, you know, it's just that it's a metaphor for what we're talking about here. I love that. Some people are resistant, some people it's easy and, and it, whatever it is, it is, but we come with that old, the old closet. <laughs> oh, we can, we can open it to the closet conversation. What else is in the closet besides clothes? 
um, you know, it's interesting. It's an identity. You know, do we just, you know, you know, empty out the entire closet and start over? Can we do that? Some people can. Others, that's a project. And it just is how it is. And uh, it just depends on how how uh, fired up our heart is. How And, and that's our job to, uh, you know, fire ourselves up and just read the word as often as we can. Get around good people. Build that flame and that fire in our heart on a daily basis. That's intentional. You don't just go to camp and have a fire pit, you know, and, you know, it just kind of does its own thing. You got to stoke it and, and uh, add stuff to it and take things away. And, you know, you know, you have to, you know, there's lots of all sorts of things that go into creating a fire and keeping it burning and, you know, and then putting it, you know, raising it up, raising it down, turning it into the certain temperatures so you can make your s'mores, you know, there's, there's work involved in that. And that's what that's cultivating our heart. That's what we have to be intentional doing here. All right, that was uh, somebody else talk. (laughs) Let's just hit the next uh, (laughs) verses here. I hope that made some sense. It did. Awesome. Um, Okay. So that was end of verse 23. Uh, I'm going to read from the daily walk Bible because that's what's in front of me now. 24. Yes, you must be a new and different person, holy and good. Clothe yourself in this new nature. Stop lying to each other. Tell the truth for we are parts of each other. And when we lie to each other, we are hurting ourselves. If you're angry, don't sin by nursing your, your grudge. Don't let the sun go down with you still angry. Get over it quickly. For when you are angry, you're a mighty foothold to the devil. Well, that whole piece could be a whole discussion right there. That was verses 24 through 27. Isn't it funny when you go to weddings and they do that thing where they walk around and they have people say, well, give some advice to the new newlyweds. And you can probably poll 20, 30 couples in there and three to four of them will say, don't let the, uh, the evening go down without getting all your grievances taken care of. Don't sleep on your anger. And uh, it's funny how that is said so often. It's right from that scripture right there, that verse. So I, I love it when I hear it because it's like, yeah, it's true. You know, don't tackle it, get it done, get it out there, get it, work on it and put it and then put it to bed and go into that next day, fresh and ready to go. Yeah. I just saw, I just found the NIV version. Very similar. Put on a new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood, speak truthfully to your neighbor for we're all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Don't give the devil a foothold. Right. Um, and it's interesting, you know, the power of when we go to bed at night, you know, the thoughts we have when we go to sleep stay with us all night long. And if we've got that anger, you know, that we sleep on, I mean, that's being perpetuated all night long in our dreams, in our soul space at night as we sleep. That's And then we wake up based on how we went to bed. So you're going to wake up in that same anger and night and you're getting neurochemicals involved and, you know, the body's getting all activated in ways you don't want. And, um, there's a lot of physiology behind it as well. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I am, I'm, I'm glad that that part's in there. And it's funny because um, I, I didn't think I got angry. <laughs> I, I did not think I got angry until I had my son. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, that's when I realized, wow, I do get angry. <laughs> and um, I remember a time when uh, I was, I was so upset with him. And I can't remember what it was, but you know, you know how you sometimes get upset with, with people. And, um, and I was like, not well ready to talk to him. And so he, he says to me, mama, don't get, don't, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Nah. <laughs> and so, you know, it was just like, wow, that is so true. Because if you go to bed angry, just like you said, Anne, if you go to bed angry, you're going to wake up angry. Um, and it is so important to get things out on the table um, before you go to bed because otherwise it's going to fester and it's going to stay and you may even have it the next day because you haven't resolved it and that's not and that's not a good thing to do because that is giving the the devil the opportunity um to to sneak in there absolutely do not give the devil a foothold right amen kevin yeah. thoughts Go ahead. I, I just find it interesting. You know, he in 25, he says he's well, well, 24. He speaks to, you know, this idea of, uh, you know, put on the new self created to be like God and true righteousness and holiness. And then he goes. And then the next thing he says, you know, of all the places he could go, the next thing he says is uh, put off falsehood, speak truthfully to your neighbor. And I find that interesting, you know, that transition there that, uh, you know, so what's the first thing that came to his mind when, when he thought of what, what, when people are not being righteous and holy, not being like God, well, they're being deceptive, right? They're not, not, they're being deceptive to themselves, possibly being deceptive to their neighbors. Right. Um, you know, um, he says we are for, we're all one members of one body. So, you know, um, maybe talking, maybe there was problems where they were, you know, there was gossip going on and things like that, you know, slanderous comments that were being made that were untrue, unfounded, you know, so it's just interesting. I just find it interesting that he transitions to that. And then he transitions to anger, right? So something was going on that prompted that these, these verses to say, you know, he's, you know, be like God, you know, don't be liars, uh, and, uh, don't get angry, you know? So th- th- they stack those, those thoughts stack on each other. Um, so that's it. I mean, there was really no insight. I just, I, I just find it curious that, that that's the way that it, it stacked up. Yeah. I love how you pulled, put attention on that. You know, the transitions as we're re- doing a Bible study, you know, that's a great way to look at, um, and at the study, that's, that's a really great point, Kev. I love it. That's awesome. One of the things that I I really have appreciated about this study is um, getting to know the person of Paul, right? I mean, the, this is a real person that wrote this. You know, he wrote he, this is a letter he wrote uh, to real people that were having real issues. You know, and when you read this, and then you read some of his other stuff that he wrote that they, that has been captured and, and, and stored in the New Testament, you really get to see the person the character of Paul as a, as a man, 
and 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 what in in the undertones of what he's trying to really communicate um and it's, so it's really it, it i find that that's one of the neat things about doing the bible study the way that we've been doing it here is is that there there are layers there's layers of you know what you read and what you get out of it and and uh yeah and these transitions that you spoke of that that's it is it's it's kind of a to me, that's a new thing for me to, to explore and, and to see, uh, because you're, you're really starting to understand the mindset of the man as he was writing this stuff and what he was really trying, what he was really trying to convey. Um, you know, we, we, so often we see little verses, you know, cherry picked, you know, here's a verse, here's a verse, and they come from all over the Bible or they come over for whatever reason, people will cherry pick verses. But when you look at that verse in the context of, of what's before and after it, it really, I, to me, I think it, it provides much more clarity of what was trying to be communicated uh, with those words. Um, and then on top of that, this is translations, right? This is, you know, this is, this is an English translation of something that was written in Greek. Um, so, you know, there's, there's to, to the point that you've been bringing up Ange, you know, looking at different translations, it helps kind of flush that out. Um, so uh, it's just, it's, I just, I just really appreciated the opportunity here to, to read this Bible and, and this, this, this book and, and really, you know, really try to better understand um, the message of what it's trying to communicate. All right. As we wrap up here in Ephesians 4, we've got, I think, four verses left. Should we go through real quick? Yep. Or do yeah. We for next call. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. I am reading from the Daily Walk Bible, verse 20. Why is the print so small? This 28, I believe that says, Lord, help me. If anyone is stealing, he must stop it and begin using those hands of his for honest work so he can give to others in need. Don't use bad language. Say only what is good and helpful to those who are you are talking to and what will give them a blessing. Don't cause the Holy Spirit sorrow by the way you live. Remember, he is the one who marks you to be present on that day when salvation from sin will be complete. Stop being mean, bad-tempered and angry, quarreling, harsh words, dislike of others should have no place in your lives. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God has forgiven you, because you belong to Christ. That concludes Ephesians 4. Who's got thoughts on those final verses? Well, it's a reminder for us. When we accept Christ, we're, we begin to become a new creation in Christ. And in so doing the things that the ways and things that we used to do should not uh, take precedence over what, what we know now as the truth. And so um, it's very crucial for us to be mindful of the things that we say and the things that we do. You know, if we're not, then we're not walking in the light of Christ, which is the, which is the key here. He's talking to us as believers to, to remind us um, that we're not supposed to be the way we were. So um, it's important for us to be kind towards one another and forgiving one another um, because, because Christ did. 
And um, if we keep that in mind, um, I think I think it will go well for us because then we are we are following in Christ's footsteps, basically. Awesome. MJ, got any final thoughts for the chapter? Just, you know, the fact that, you know, it comes down to this, you know, stop your complaining and just start encouraging, you know, soften your heart and turn it around every day, make it a daily thing. And, but that's, that's just what is coming to my heart right now is stop your complaining and just encourage. You're doing great, Angela. Good job. Love you all. That made me feel better. Yeah. And when we bless other people with our words and actions, you know, we're all unified in one anyway. So it's, we're speaking life and love into ourselves. Anytime we speak life and love into others or in the vice and and vice versa, if we're speaking or thinking not so good thoughts to ourselves or someone else, it's, we're all affected um, because we're unified in this. And in, th- in verse 30, it's when it says, don't cause the Holy Spirit sorrow by the way you live. And it's like we're not supposed to live one way in front of people and then live another way away from them. It's like a, like a sun- Sunday Christian. Like yeah, on Sunday when you see all <clears throat> everybody at church and everything, you're one way. But then a way, like say at your job or somewhere else, you're acting another way. And that shouldn't be. Not when you have Christ. Well, we we were doing the fruit of the spirit in the earlier podcasts, right? And this is like the anti-fruit of the spirit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Get rid of bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Right. It's um I so that's it is interesting, you know, this this idea that you know, the fruit of the spirit is encouraging us to behave a certain way. It's guiding us and pushing us in a direction uh, to live. And, uh, and it's interesting that he says here, it grieves, it grieves, or it's, um, what was the word that you, you had in your version? Sorrow. Sorrow, you know, uh, so it's almost like a disappointed Holy Spirit, you know, uh, cause this, the Holy Spirit is a person. I mean, that is, it is, a. Uh, it is an entity into itself uh, that clearly has feelings. I mean, if it can grieve and have sorrow, then clearly it, it has its own awareness of things. So um, I like that. Yeah. So it's like a disappointed, it's like a, it's like a disappointed, it'd be like a disappointed mentor is what that would be. You know, you know, they're, they're trying to coach us up to be one way and we behave the other. Uh, and, uh, so that great view would be grieving full sorrow. I love that. That's really great perspective. Yeah. Cause any of you that, if, you know, have ever been mentors to other people, you know, that when the, whoever it is you're mentoring, when they do stuff that you're saying to do and you're coaching them and they actually do it. I mean, how thrilling is that as the mentor? Like, oh my gosh, you know, cause that's the whole goal is to, you know, infuse your knowledge and wisdom into your mentee. And if they're not putting it into action, it is, it's, it's sorrowful. It's, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, how do I get through to them? (laughs) And, you know, and it's, it's disturbing um, to the mentor, you know, so I, I, I like that. It's just that one sentence, don't cause the Holy spirit sorrow by the way you live. 
So that would be action and taking action, intentional action toward the truth, the way that we are being taught here to live. And that includes the not to do list. <laughs> and, and, and make sure you're intentional on the to do list of the good stuff. All right, MJ, any other final words? Nope. Great talk. Thanks for your, everybody's input today. Yeah, you guys are awesome. You, every single one of you, this is such a great discussion. I love everyone's viewpoints and just thanks for sharing your hearts. And um, we will, um, any other last thoughts, anybody? I think we're, we're good for Ephesians 4. Next conversation, we will be in Ephesians chapter 5. And um, I would, I would just encourage you to meditate on this and come up with um, ways that you can light up your heart on fire for God. Like how do you stoke that fire? Stay lit up. What are those actions that you can take? What are the beliefs that maybe are hidden in there? Some identities that that maybe have been dragging on too long, you know, how do you take those clothes off and put on the new clothes and take action in that? What are some very practical things that you can, can do from this conversation we've had today? Even if it's just one thing, just one thing that you can do coming out of this conversation, that would be my prayer for everyone here. Those two things, light your soul on fire and take action on it. That's... (laughs) There's the simple version. So in, uh, um, I bless every single one of you. Thank you so much for sharing and um, keep being awesome. You guys are amazing. And we're all one. So um, what you do affects all of us. So keep being awesome. (laughs) In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. 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 So if something's being said during this podcast that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now, just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that's helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast.com gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation secondly if you have the financial means to help us we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing if there's any situations you can help with us we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership and then we'll have membership packages down the road please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ and God bless you. Have a great week.